0: You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. of Western Kentucky University in Bowling Green, Kentucky. After graduating, she and her husband Brad stayed there and put down roots. She is now famously known as the Pie Queen of Bowling Green. I know the food industry is hard work, but I can't help but think she looks like she's having a blast whenever I see her Instagram posts. Thanks so much for talking with me, Bree.
1: Oh, no, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So first, jump right in and tell us about your background and what led you and Brad to purchasing Boyce General Store.
1: I, um, we don't have a background in food, so it's always interesting to hear. I graduated from Western, as you were just saying, Kentucky University um, in photojournalism, and Brad actually has a degree in advertising and graphic design. And he was in the corporate world, and I was running my own photography business, And we just decided that we wanted to do something more family-based and something we could do together. And I was baking from home every weekend. And we were trying to find me a place to bake and that I could sell at the farmer's market and have a kitchen. And it just turns out that the little country store that I grew up riding my moped to and getting sandwiches and biscuit and gravy was for sale. And so we thought we were going to buy this store and make it my bakery and Brad would buy fun merchandise and we would just have this little store and bake goods and it turned into, um, it's whole different kind of beast. I mean, it's, it's fun and it's exciting, but we are full on restaurant, um, do dinners every Friday night, um, serve hundreds of people every Friday and we're out in the middle of nowhere. And so to say that my 35 seat restaurant serves hundreds, um, is quite a feat.
0: (laughs) Yes and i've been there and the food is amazing so that's why you serve hundreds um but to touch on that talk to us about the routine i know it is early mornings and like you said you don't have a background in it so right. you know talk to us about what that day looks like and how you all just got to that point where you knew that's what you had to do there
1: yeah so we were blessed when we bought the store that the the lady that we bought it from she had two girls working there that pretty much ran it for her because she was in her late seventies. And so we kind of got trained by them, but it was a a rude awakening to all of a sudden have to be at work at 4am every day because the coffee drinkers and the, the guys that were going to work on the farm were all there early. Mm -hmm. They're there. They're still there coming the side door while I'm still prepping biscuits and gravy and all that kind of stuff. So definitely an early start to the day and the good thing is we try to be family centered in that we try to be off work by the time the boys are out of school so we close the store at two thirty every day so we do breakfast and lunch and then the only night we do is friday nights so
0: i love that though because it it does kind of you know weird roundabout way it led you to your dream at the same time, it was able to be family friendly and allow you to have those afternoons with the boys. Um, you probably never would have planned it out that way, but I love when things um, work out that way.
1: Yeah, we were definitely selfish in that kind of thing. We just decided, you know, we don't want to be here that late. You know, we when we first bought the store, we were staying open till like five or five thirty, trying to catch a little bit of a rush when people got off work, and we just decided that. That three hours just wasn't as beneficial as you know being at home. Right and so
0: that trade-off. Yeah. Um, so you baked at Boyce General store, but that wasn't all. You you opened the Pie Queen of Bowling Green. I want you to talk about that process um that has now led you back to being at Boyce General store full time um, talk to us about what made you want to make that jump and then what made you want to bring that back in as well.
1: Right. So, um, in a roundabout way, um, we started noticing that people, you know, yes, they were coming out for the burgers and the catfish fry, but we, I couldn't make enough pies. Like I just, (laughs) I still can't make enough pies. And, um, People were in line and they would, before they even ordered their fish, they're like, I need a slice of coconut cream. I need this and no baked cookies. And that was their biggest priority. And so I've always dreamed of owning just a bakery. And when this perfect little space opened up downtown, we were like, do we do it? Do we jump for it? I'd sold it at the farmer's market and done really well. And we decided we were at the place that we could expand. And so we opened the pie queen of BG in, um, September of 2015 and it was amazing and the most charming little space and, um, I'll try not to cry, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, um, so, but back to the reality of life that I'm the only pie queen there is and the running between the two locations just really spread me thinner than I wanted to be. And ultimately when you own your own business, nobody's going to run your business as much as, or in the way that you want them to. And nobody's going to love your business as much as you do. Mm -hmm. And as much as I tried to keep on stepping out of the picture to let somebody else run it and find a manager or a baking assistant, it just, it just wasn't my heart to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's part of my flaws that I want to be the one to do it. Um, But, you know, it does affect people when they come in and and me and Brad aren't at the store, you know, they're like, where's Brad and Bree? And (laughs) um, I mean, it's so community based that like people are upset if they don't see us when they come in. And the same thing was true with the downtown community. They're super gracious. It's a community that I love to be a part of. And I still go downtown almost on a weekly basis. But, um, it just needed to be, I needed to be in the country. That's where my main heart was, the store and the community that we had built out here. Um, it just was more important for me to stay in voice than it was for me to, to run back and forth. And And luckily I've brought the city people to the country, I would like to think. Um, <laughs> So I definitely do not regret that time. It definitely helped with the exposure of the pie queen and exposure of the store as well, because I was only open there during the week and I made people come to the country still on Friday and Saturday if they wanted pie. So um, it allowed us to really broaden our customer base and, You know, some people are behind the times and don't realize that I've almost been moved out of this space for a year. They're like, I need to get downtown, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, if, if anything, I know so many people wanted it to succeed and I'm sure more than anyone you did as it being your dream. But if anything, it, it it was really, you all handled it so graciously in the sense that I know you were heartbroken, but, um you were able to continue that dream at voice and you're still doing what you love. And, and like you said earlier about the, the trade off of, um, you know, where, where do you draw the line? Where do you, um, make yourself the priority and, and have to put the other things second. So,
1: um, yeah. i was the point where I was working and braddled attest to this, um, 12 to 14 hours a day, seven days a week. And I was only seeing the boys in passing and, and it was extremely successful and it was doing amazing. And, um, but it just, like we said about closing the story, like it just wasn't a sacrifice that I was really willing to make. Um, especially while our boys are young, cause they're five and eight and they know mommy works hard and daddy works hard. Um, so I love that part of things, but I still want them to remember that we were here.
0: Yeah, exactly. But if anything, it opened up a new door for you. Um, You all have just dove into the world of online ordering. Um, So talk to us about that and maybe where you see the next step of growth for your business.
1: Right. Before we even started the online ordering, when I moved back to Boyce and move my kitchen there, it allowed us to open an account with a little cool grocery store in town. And so um, since I was more freed up in the beginning of the week when we're not as busy at the store, but I still wanted to bake and keep my baking staff, we are selling in 10 local grocery stores and like gas stations. Awesome. So that really got us into the realm of packaging, mini pies and cookies and Sammies, um, all things that um, have about a seven to 10 day shelf life. And we've been trying to launch a website for the whole time we've owned the store. And so (laughs) we, um, luckily Brad finally got the, the training that he needed and got it all launched. And we launched about, about a month ago, um, online sales, which it's a, it's, it's a little bit bigger variety than what I sell in the grocery stores right now, but it's all things that, have a good shelf life that can be shipped, you know, just in regular shipping. It's not, um, anything that has to be on ice or cold or that kind of thing. And so, um, definitely hoping that that will bring our fan base even farther. Like, so my my first shipments went to New York city and Baltimore and Florida and, um, they've gone all over. I I had a girl ask me to ship to Hawaii last week. I had a call from LA today. So um, definitely broadening the pie queen name. Ah. A, yeah.
0: <laughs> so what has been the hardest part of this whole journey? Huh.
1: The getting up early is not the easiest thing. And, mm-hmm. and everybody says, you know, oh, you'll get used to it. You'll start waking up that time even when, you're not having to go in, and it's not true. Like <laughs> 5 a.m. is 5 a.m., and it's never fun. So, so that's definitely hard as far as that goes. But um, definitely finding balance, learn, you know, knowing when you need to stop. I mean, I'm a uh, work until I can't move anymore, and sometimes should end up me in the hospital because I've worked too long and too many days. And and just learning to say, Hey, I need help or, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, that can't get done. And no, I can't do every event. And no, I can't do three weddings pies in one weekend, you know, yep. because as much as I want to do it, just learning that your body can't do that <laughs> is um, definitely a struggle.
0: So on the flip side of that, what's been the most enjoyable or the easiest part of this process?
1: Um, the easiest part is that I love to bake. I love to be in the kitchen. Like if I could just stay in the kitchen and people could respond to my emails and talk to all the people and, and wash all the dishes, then I'll just be set.
0: (laughs) Maybe one day.
1: Right. (laughs) Oh yeah. You
0: you talked a little bit about balance already. Um, you are working hard at the store. You've got your two precious boys. How do you balance everything?
1: I'm not really good at that.
0: <laughs> I try to be,
1: um, Brad is awesome with the boys. And so he definitely picks up all the slack that I that I give. Um, because I'm the one that's got to be the one that teaches the baking class with the pie queen on a Wednesday night when they want to have a private class. So I'm um, definitely blessed on that side of things. Um and I'm trying to be um, better at when Sunday's my day off then I'm off all day long no matter if I really need to prep more or not but um, Brad will tell you I'm not really good at that so if a, if a project needs to get done then sometimes the boys are there with me cracking the eggs and mm-hmm. and and that's part of it and that's part of the memories that I want them to have um, being at the store and, and hopefully one day they're the stock boys and running the register for me.
0: I think their future wives are going to be very appreciative that you brought them into all these um, different projects because they're going to be some pretty fine cooks and bakers when they are um, that age.
1: Yeah. I have a um, hashtag on Instagram called raising future awesome husbands. And <laughs> whenever I have them doing something that I feel like, like when we're canning vegetables or Making flower arrangements or making cookies or something, you know. I definitely am, am training them to be awesome husbands.
0: So don't be too hard on yourself. Although you your balance is a work in progress, um, you're you're doing a great job um raising them. So this show is all about taking time for yourself and making sure you take care of your own well being. How are you selfish, Brie?
1: Um So we were talking about that. I'm not really good at that part of things. But I definitely tried in 2016 to really focus more on being selfish with things that when mom's happy, everybody's happy. And if I can go to bar workout class um, three times a week, then I still have my sanity. And even though it's really hard to get there, it is just such a difference in my Attitude and my attitude towards my staff and my attitude towards Brad and and re- in reflection to that, their attitude towards me is better because I've taken the time to, you know, relieve some stress and do some things. And I also was blessed last, well, in 2015 in the December of 2015, um, one of my sweet friends created a group called, that we call ourselves the Inner Circle. And so there's five of us and we're all. Moms, all in different stages of our lives, but we all are business owners, and we get together once a month and we have dinner and we talk for hours and um, talk about what our goals are for the next month and how can we motivate each other and we're constantly collaborating on things together because even though we all own our own businesses, they're all wildly different businesses, and so we have the possibility to like last weekend one of the girls. Michelle is a farmer, and so we collaborated on a farm-to-table dinner last weekend. Um, and then my friend Natalie owns her own juice shop, and we collaborate, we're we collaborating for Mother's Day, um, doing a kid's baking class and doing some other things with that. Um, so they definitely are my constant support, and I'm selfish in that time with them. And it, it seems like one night a month isn't being that selfish, but... When it comes to how many hours you work a week and how many times you're away from the boys and when the last time we had a date night was, <laughs> the one night a month is definitely um, a selfish um, thing that I definitely don't take for granted and I d- deeply appreciate it. So
0: you take what you can get, right? I mean, when when, <laughs> when your schedule is as full as it is, you you'll just even if it is just one night a week that that's. Um, I think that's really important, though. That's something that I haven't heard from too many people. But having that um, group of friends or group of mentors that you can call on and brainstorm, sometimes that's all you need to really feel the stress roll off your shoulders. And, um, you know, just verbalizing something and getting feedback on can mean all the difference in the world. So the fact that they're girlfriends as well and you, you have fun with them, Uh, That makes it even more enjoyable and makes it more um, worth worth taking the time out um, to, to hang out with them.
1: Right. Definitely. And, and having people that understand that you love your children and you do anything for them, but like, mom needs a night out and or that you love your business but today is hard and you don't love your business today mm-hmm. and they're all in that same kind of journey that they understand and you don't feel guilty telling them it's totally a safe haven in the fact that we can say you know today sucks or you know this event that I wanted to do nobody signed up for and that stinks but motivate each other to still plan the next event even if nobody came to this event it's it doesn't mean that you should just close up and and not do anything else Mm -hmm. um and you know in some days probably more days than I'd like to admit you need that motivation and um and we try to constantly build each other up
0: is there anything you wish you could be doing more of and
1: definitely as much as I am not a people person I mean I'm a people person but I'm definitely introverted but I love the whole of I do midday live a lot like so cooking classes and that kind of thing like I taught a baking class last night and I love that atmosphere. I love um, sharing what I've learned and I'm definitely not a classically trained chef or pastry chef or baker. I'm definitely self-taught but the fact that you know I can give somebody this simple recipe for a shortbread crust and they just are over the moon excited that makes it all worth it. So definitely more of that kind of thing is where I want the focus for the future to go more Mm -hmm. high queen hands-on, even if it's virtual or on TV or through a blog or through private baking classes or that kind of thing. I definitely like that um, aspect of
0: the business. Okay. So you touched on this just a little bit of what you want to be doing. Is there anything you can share with us that's next for you?
1: something that's coming up in the future I'm doing like I said I'm doing a lot more Facebook live I'm doing more hands-on baking classes so definitely um more classes like that I'm doing kids baking classes that are super fun so definitely opportunities in that realm of things
0: sharing your knowledge yes sharing the wealth
1: yes I'm definitely not a person that feels like this is my recipe and nobody else can have this recipe. Um, I'm definitely, you know, Oh yeah, just do it this way. And you can turn it into this and this and this, because more than likely I started with another person's recipe and I made it a couple times and then I totally changed it to make it the way I want it to be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every now and like there's recipes that I've made from scratch and that I'm proud of, but like the nest pie that I did the blog post for a friend a couple weeks ago, It's completely 100% my recipe. Uh, I won the Duncan Hines Festival with it, and I will tell you the ingredients and tell you how to make it 100 times. You will probably be mad at it because it's a labor of love and it's a lot of steps, and you'll be like, I will just buy it from you, Brie. And that, (laughs) you know, and so there's those people that you're going to reach through giving the recipe and sharing your knowledge that you wouldn't reach normally because they're the kind of people that want to make it on their own.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Still reaching that audience, a bigger audience because you have the people that will tell you they don't want the recipe. They just want to buy it from you and the people that want to make it on their own, but they'll be like, well, I'm using the pie Queens recipe. And so you're in so many more homes because of that.
0: And even as easy as no bake cookies are, I will let you make them for me a hundred times over because <laughs> yours, mine will never match up to the goodness of yours. So, uh, I think that's a, that's a great point. You're you're reaching a whole another audience, but we all, uh, those of us that have tasted the goods, know what you would be missing out on if you tried to make it yourself. So,
1: right. And when I tell people, you know, on a weekly basis, I make about six hundred no-bake cookies, which if you're making them at home, probably one no-bake cookie equals like three of your at-home ones because they're so large. Um, and when I say I made 600 no-bake cookies in a week, I mean me. I'm the only one that makes the no-bake cookies. Like, there's nobody else that can handle the stress of it, I guess. Or
0: You've got or the magic touch, too.
1: It. I don't know. It's just like one of the first recipes I learned as a child, and I can remember – my mom laying out parchment paper all over the countertops because we had to scoop it out as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just have the best arm muscle. Like don't ever, (laughs) me um, because my right arm is pretty stout. Um, but yeah, I make all the no-bake cookies.
0: Oh, and they're so good.
1: And so yesterday when I was making them all, Brad sent me a message. like, you have to train somebody else. What are you going to do when you have to be out of town or do an event? Like, you've got to teach somebody else
0: to make these things. I feel like you need to get your hands insured in case anything happens. Right? That's probably a good idea. (laughs) Bree, congratulations on all your success so far, and I hope I get to visit you soon. Thank you so much for talking with me. Visit burgerandpies.com to order some of her sweet treats. If you use the coupon code SELFISH, you receive 10% off your order. You've been listening to SELFISH. You can find show notes on selfishthepodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about SELFISH and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.